Welcome back. We're Stacey and Pete. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. This is going to be um, a new thing. It is. A new topic. Yeah. Topic? We've... A new category? Category. Uh, <laughs> All right. Worked our way through it there. Look at you go. <laughs> so from time to time, we will do an Ask Us Anything on our Instagram in our stories. Yeah. And we'll just answer random questions people ask us. Sometimes it's personal questions. Sometimes it's, you know, about like our favorite nostalgic this or that. Yeah. That sort of thing. And we just thought it would be fun to bring it to the podcast. I like it. I think it's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. We have quite a few questions here. We have a few regular questions, quote unquote, regular. Mm -hmm. And then a few holiday related questions. Well, let's do it. Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> we'll start out with a holiday one. From Stoutberry Photos, what was your favorite ornament growing up or now? Huh. So we have not discussed or thought about our answers before this. Right. So now. I mean, my current favorite ornament is my upside down Spider-Man. That's a good one. It is a good one. Like it's a very accurately designed Spider-Man. He's shooting his webs off to the side. I think he's got a scarf on as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's a Christmas one. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my current one. Now, I'm going to veer a little bit here from the original question. But growing up, I didn't necessarily have a favorite ornament, but my parents went uh, on a trip to Africa when I was very young, but they came back with this manger scene which was hand carved by somebody over in Africa. And I used to love Christmas time because that's when that would come back out. And it was very intricate. You know, you'd have these like five or six inch tall figurines. You'd have Jesus in a manger, you know, with this barn and the animals and stuff like that. And I used to be fascinated (laughs) to look at that. Yeah. So it's one of my, my favorite, I mean, holiday decorations, if not necessarily an ornament. Right. Growing up. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking about all the ornaments that are on our tree. I think like current ornaments. I have one that's like Tinkerbell in a Christmas dress. Mm -hmm. I always love her in her Christmas dress. Yeah. And she has like bells hanging from her and stuff. I do have like a ruby slipper. Oh, yes. That one of my former students' parents gave me the year that I dressed up as Dorothy for Halloween. Yeah. And I really liked that just because it was thoughtful thinking about like, oh, you know, you must like the Wizard of Oz or like Dorothy or this is just symbolic of the fact that this is the year you dressed up as Dorothy. Right. For Halloween. It's a good memory. Here's a red ruby slipper. And I think about that family every time I put that on our tree. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Of current ones? Yeah. Last year you gave me two nostalgic ones. So they're new, but they are vintage. Right. So one is... A Cabbage Patch Kid. Mm. It's a figurine that was turned into an ornament. Or maybe it it was an actual ornament back in the day. I couldn't remember if it was something that someone turned into an ornament. Because I had those figurines when I was a kid. It said it was an ornament. So I don't know. It could have just been an ornament. Yeah. And then another one that was a Garfield and Odie. It looked like it was like a McDonald's Happy Meal toy turned into an ornament. Right. And I just love those. They make me smile. Yeah. Oh, and another current one you gave me. Wally, 
which is just incredible. I love Wally. It's not just Wally. You gave me Wally and Eva. 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 But I love that ornament set. Yes. Wally and Eve are very special to us. They are. <laughs> and then nostalgic, like, well, first of all, I have all of my ornaments on our tree that were mine as a kid. So right. every year when I put those up, they make me smile and I love them because my parents had the tradition of getting all of us a new ornament every year. Yeah. And once I had a house of my own, then my mom let me take all of those ornaments. At my mom's house, though, there's one ornament she has where there's a little boy looking up through a window and you have to hang it in the perfect spot where the Christmas lights are coming through it because then you see in the window, like it's painted blue and then there's like Santa and his reindeer Ah. are up in it. Yeah. And my sister and I both always really love that because the little boy, like in the foreground, he's like in his bedroom, there's little toys around in the floor and stuff like that. And he's just looking out, seeing Santa. I always liked that. And then there's this other set. It's kind of funny, but we used to always go to Gatlinburg Thanksgiving weekend every year Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And they always had these Christmas shops and things like that. And I remember one year we got these personalized Christmas ornaments where they're like pajamas. Yeah. So like red pajamas. So it's like representing my dad and it has his name. My mom. Okay. I feel like I remember that one. And we still hang those up in my mom's tree. And they're from the 80s, so like I'm like real little in it. <laughs> just little. And just little. So yeah, those are the ones that stick out to me. I'm sure there are some I'm forgetting, but good question. Yeah, very good question. Next question is from Christy. And just a, a warning, if you have any youngsters in the car listening, you might want to skip ahead a little bit. And just a note, we're going to play music under this one, so you know when the discussion about it is over. Right. So if you hear music playing, keep going. Yes. <laughs> in five. Four, three, two, one. We're going to reword it a little bit. Yes. Why and at what ages did you first have suspicions about the big Christmas man being real? (laughs) He's so jolly. I don't remember the exact time, right? But you know what? I don't remember when when I found out. It must not have been very traumatic for you. Yeah. I feel like it was probably around six or seven, right? But Oh, that's so young. Yeah. But my dad in particular just kept going. He didn't care. It's like Aww. some gifts would be from Santa and some gifts would be from them. And that didn't stop. I mean, I feel like the last time I opened gifts at his house, some of them still said from Santa. <laughs> so it's well, very are, cute. They are from Santa. They are. For me, I don't remember exactly the year. I believe that I was probably nine or ten. Okay. It was actually at Easter when it all came tumbling down for me. Oh, no. I left a letter for the Easter Bunny mm-hmm. asking for proof, asking for paw prints. Paw prints? Yeah. I don't know how I thought. I didn't leave like an ink pad there. Okay. Right? <laughs> but, you know, the Easter Bunny comes equipped. He's probably got his paw print. Yeah, dipping in some pad. chocolate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's some spaghetti sauce over there. Make it happen. And, you know, woke up to nothing. Oh. And I guess, you know, my parents just made a decision. Did they read the letter? Uh, yeah. Did they? I think so. And yeah, they're just like, it's over. Then I remember it, it all began to click. <laughs> of like, well, if that's not a thing, then what about this? What about the tooth fairy? What about, you know, the turkey at Thanksgiving? <laughs> No, my opinions about that didn't change. (laughs) The Great Pumpkin? Oh. My goodness. 
all of them. Listen, the thing about it is that the magic of that and something that I am happy about is that I found the magic again and I believe. Me too. This next one is from Mary. What's your top five plus HM's favorite feel-good movies of all time, any genre or decade? Now, Mary, this is an excellent question. This is. And we actually did answer this ahead of time because we felt like we needed to put some thought into it. Yeah. And as per usual, it's really extensive. It is very extensive. And we decided that we should just make this its own episode. Yeah. So, Mary, thank you very much. You have decided the topic of an upcoming episode. That's Good right. Job. And we'll give you props for it when that episode comes out. We Pro- will. It'll probably be in a month or two. That's right. When we come back. So, well done. Yes. Moving on. This next question is from Ron. Ron says, I love this group. Can we discuss real world road rules? <laughs> Well, Ron, we love having you here. And yes. Yes, yes, we can. And we have. We have. If you didn't know, we actually did an episode early days for us about Real World Season 1, which is our favorite. Mm -hmm. And then we also covered Real World Homecoming Season 1, which was when that first cast reunited in 2021. Yes. And we did it episode by episode. We did. And we also, we watched the challenge. We still watch the challenge today, which, you know, started out real world road rules challenge. Yep. And they started doing challenge all stars, which Mark Long, who was in the first season of road rules, put it all together where it was only former challengers that had been on real world or road rules. Right. And we were very excited about that. They brought back some real old school people. And we covered that first season on the podcast as well. We did. Episode by episode. Yes. So perhaps we can go back and cover that very first season. Because I would love to, yeah, challenge to dig into it. Yeah. I mean, I love it all. Yeah. The thing is, is that those seasons are so long, like even just of the real world. Like I would love to go through and cover every season of the real world, at least like the first, you know, 10 to 15 I was going to say five, but okay. (laughs) Maybe we meet in the middle. I mean, we just watched The Homecoming. It was actually season three of The Homecoming because they did. Season two was season two of Real World LA. Mm -hmm. And then season three of Homecoming was season nine of Real World New Orleans. Yeah. And we watched all of those and really enjoyed them. The thing is, is we've learned now that it's just really time consuming to cover something episode by episode. It is tough. What we could do, though, is watch a whole season and then just kind of talk about the season in general. We could. We'll have to discuss it. We will. We've also had complaints, though, whenever we cover these things, too. They're like, right. I don't know. You can't please everyone. Ron, you tell us what you'd like and we'll see. <laughs> We'll see if we can make it work. It's a good question. Just though. know that we're always here for a discussion about the real world. Real world is hard to say. It, rural. Absolute real world. R- real world, real world. <laughs> <laughs> about real world or road rules. We're here for it. We are here for it. Thanks, Ron. Next up from Ella Majay. <laughs> Ice skating or playing in the snow? Oh, so like an either or here. Either or. Well, for me, playing in the snow. For me, also playing in the snow, but maybe for different reasons. I mean, I did a lot of it. Right. I come from a a northern state with lots of snow. So I've had my fair share of playing in the snow. But I used to get very frustrated because on my rollerblades, I was awesome. That does not equate to ice skates. I'm okay on ice skates, but nowhere near as good as I am on my rollerblades. And it had been a very long time 
since I had gone ice skating and I had done a lot of rollerblading. So I was like, I am going to smoke these skates when I went out ice skating again for the next time. No, (laughs) I did not. I was awful. I wasn't awful. I was better than I was a long time ago. But yeah, I get frustrated when ice skating. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, I grew up in the South. So snow is very rare down here. It always has been. We definitely got more of it when I was a kid yeah. than we do now. But I always get so excited, even with just a little bit, like some flurries of snow. Yeah, light dusting is like, yes. whoa, it's snowing. And to have enough snow to actually play in is extremely rare. It is. And when it happens, we go do it. Yes. It's like you have to mm-hmm. because you don't know when you're going to get that chance again. Right. We make plans. Generally, we tear out to the hot tub so we can be in like the snow globe in the backyard. Oh, that's my favorite. It is amazing. And then we'll put our winter gear on and we go to the park and we play. Yes. I wish that we had a good place for sledding here. In my neighborhood growing up, we had a great hill for sledding. Yeah. I was spoiled for choice from a sledding perspective growing up. Now, for me, ice skating, I have never done it. I've never had a pair of ice skates on my feet. Never. Never. At your next opportunity, would you ice skate? Uh, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, I get it, right? It's like sometimes ice skating can be a little dangerous to the ankles in particular and the elbows and the shoulders and the wrists. The main reason (laughs) that I'm leery of it is because I was a good roller skater as a kid. And then I tried it again as an adult and I was like... Not good. A baby giraffe. Yeah. And I felt very unsure of myself and I didn't like that feeling. And I actually have wanted to in the past year or two try it again. Right. But like practice with like pads and helmet and stuff. Yeah, which are good ideas. <laughs> like in our in our driveway. Yeah. <laughs> because I would like to be able to go roller skating, like at a skating rink and experience that nostalgia and enjoy it, you know, but I would want to be fully rehearsed before doing so. Mm. But that's why I would have to be confident on roller skates again before I tried ice skating, even though I know they're different things. And a lot of people say ice skating is easier, but I, to me, that seems impossible. Ice skating is not easier than roller skating. I've had people tell me that. Well, they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, things are different for people. Some people pick up something, you know, it's like skiing and snowboarding. That's true. Very true. Very good question, though. Ella (laughs) Majay. I think her name's Elle, but I'm unsure. So we'll just say Ella Majay. Listen, you wrote down Ella Majay. I'm just reading the script. That's their Instagram handle. Yes. Go follow them. Go follow them. (laughs) If they want followers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you don't. (laughs) You get this big influx of followers. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Next up is from Mary Beth. Hey, Mary Beth. Mary Beth wants to know who had the idea to start the podcast and how did you know how to get one going? I like this question. That is a very good question. Um, I'm pretty sure it was you who had the idea to to start one. Now, it wasn't necessarily this podcast. True. So we kicked around a few ideas. We just kind of talked about it Mm -hmm. off and on. For a while. Yeah, we flirted with the idea of doing a Liverpool football club podcast. Yes. um, Which is really what we considered. I feel like that kind of got us going. Yeah. And then... It shifted because COVID happened and then that's when we started watching all of our like cartoons and toy commercials and stuff like that from when we were growing up and it was making us feel good, you know? So it was like, oh, if this makes us feel good, maybe it'd make other people feel good. Right. This could be fun for us to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, while I love Liverpool and I I thought it would have been fun to talk about it on a podcast, 
I didn't know how long I would want to talk about that on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. This one just felt more exciting to me. Yes, I was probably more excited about the Liverpool yeah. one. And honestly, the content almost creates itself up to a point. True. During the season, yeah. right? Like, you know, you have games multiple times for each week mm-hmm. and you kind of just chit chat about them. I don't know how interesting it would have been. Well, I don't know how much I could have added to it. Right? You were very insightful, though, while watching the game. So I think you would have actually been very good. I think it would have been like a a different take on it than what is typically out there. Right. We even had a name for it, which I think we've shared. I don't know if we've shared it or not. Well, the name changed. The name changed. Initially, it was the Reds in Bed. That's right, because we were going to record it from our bed. Yes. Which is actually how we started recording this one. This one. And then we realized that the sound was terrible and it was clunky because we were like holding microphones. Yeah, we had separate microphones. We were holding the microphones. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of noise and we were like, yeah, this is not working. Let's try a single microphone. This kind of leads into how did you know how to get one going? But we kind of just started recording as far as knowing how to get one going. And then it was honestly a process we did research. And we did research on, you know, platforms, platforms, how to host one, how much it costs, how you get one there. It takes a little bit of investigation and research to figure it out. But honestly, it's not that bad. We host ours on a site called Buzzsprout. And honestly, Buzzsprout is really good as far as like walking you through after you upload it, which is super simple, after you upload it, how to get it onto the various platforms. That part takes a little bit of work. You have to set up a website. Yes. You've got to set all that up. But honestly, the most difficult and challenging part for me was figuring out how to record this as cleanly as possible. It's never going to be perfect, right? But the quality that we put out now is, you know, at least a bit higher than what it was when it started. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been the most difficult part. And so I would say we didn't know how to do that in the beginning. I had ran like audio for productions and things like that previously, but honestly, it had been so long, I'd forgotten a lot of it. And it's a completely different setup, right? To where you have to be so worried about your environment here, what's picked up, how well it picks up you and I, how it sounds for you, the listener, like yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. And that has been trial and error and YouTube. Yes. And also kind of the format initially was based around podcasts that I had listened to. Yeah. Which is why we used to do two movies in one go and things like that. And then that was also trial and error of just figuring out what works for us. If you've noticed, if you've listened for a long time, you've noticed we we kind of have changed up what we do at the beginning of the episodes and end of episodes and Some of it stayed the same, some of it's changed, and it'll probably continue to change as we go. Right. It'll continue to evolve. And a lot of that is done in just random discussions that we have. We used to have time that was semi-dedicated to it as we, you know, go for a walk or something like that. Now it's more so we'll come up with ideas and pitch them to each other about like either episode types or changes to the format, yada, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, very good question. Thank you, Mary Beth. Thanks. Maybe if anybody's interested, we could do a how-to podcast at some point. Yeah, it'd be fun. Next from Barbie Bouvardier. What are your top three things that make a Christmas perfect? Oh, quote unquote perfect. Quote unquote perfect. So perfect for us. Yeah. Huh. Well, number one, as far as Christmas morning goes, like if we're just talking about Christmas day, being home. Yes. Is number one. It's something that we've learned since being together that we really enjoy. We love being with family. 
We love visiting, you know, and doing all of our traditional things, but we've just learned that that's one thing that we really try to make happen when we can. Yes. Not that we can't have a great Christmas when we're not at home, but for it to be the perfect Christmas, yes. We like to wake up here with our our gifts wrapped in the, the tree surrounded by those presents. It's very cozy. It is. And if we want to add something to that, it's like for it to be absolutely perfect in my mind, it snows a little bit, but that rarely happens. For it to be perfect in my mind, it would be snowing a lot. Now, that doesn't mean we can't have a a magical and fantastic Christmas without the snow, but for it to be perfect, there would be snow falling outside the window. Yes. What would the third thing be? You there. Oh, being together. Being together makes Christmas perfect. It does. And, you know, it's not about the gifts or whatever, but we are really good gift givers to each other. Yeah. You're a bit better at gift giving than I am. you're great. We do get each other things that we know the other person wants that the other person has asked for, but we also do audibles. Call them audibles (laughs) or HMs. (laughs) (laughs) And we, you know, I think we're pretty good at picking things that we think the other person will like and the other person does like it. Yeah. And I always really like that time after you've opened gifts and you can kind of, especially if you get something that you can play with, right? Yes. Like last year we had the Nintendo. Right. And then we played Nintendo all day. We did. <laughs> and it was wonderful. And I will say, in addition to that, outside of the very feel-good answer that we just gave, <laughs> I do love, like, after we've opened the gifts, having our Christmas movie playlist going. Yeah. In the background, while we're, like, in our robes and our coffee's there, like, the post gift giving period pre-meal is one of my favorite moments on christmas day yes i like for it to be as relaxing as possible yes you know so normally like we don't cook on christmas day right like that's usually when we have leftovers for whatever we made for christmas eve or Mm -hmm. you know things like that we'll we'll get something in advance that we can eat that day but where the least amount of work is necessary the most chill day yeah. for all involved. That's perfect for us. And we don't have kids, so we that's like our, it's like a treat yourself kind of day. Yes. <laughs> all right. This question is from Christy. Any plans on getting a P.O. box so fans can send you gifts? Would you be okay with that? We have talked about this. We have talked about this. Here's a limitation, but I would say yes and yes. Yes. But with the caveat of a P.O. box, I've never had one, but. In looking at it, there's a very limited size. Well, you have like three sizes to choose from, right? Right. So I was looking for something as an alternative to that. You know, is there like something else you can consider to a P.O. box? So, yeah, I have not found anything yet. You did find the one thing. It wasn't active yet. It was perfect. It was basically like a proxy address for your home. And it was a service that did that, but it wasn't yet active. So I need to go back and check on it because that would be fantastic. If people chose to send us gifts, that would be incredible. We'd be so thankful for that. Absolutely. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think, too, if we did that, it would be kind of a situation where if you're going to send us something, let us know you're going to send it so that we have a heads up. We know to look for it. Yeah. Because we're probably not going to open just some random thing that comes to our house. I mean, I might. I open lots of (laughs) stuff. You probably would, but I wouldn't. (laughs) But thank you for the question, Yes, Christy. thank you, Christy. Yeah. All right, next up is from Samantha. She asked, what's your favorite Christmas song? Now, we have two episodes that we did in 2020 where we talk about our favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. So it's tough because I don't know if I remember 
like what we picked as like our number one. Right. And that's okay. We can separate ourselves from our answers then. That's right. Because the answers may be different now. I don't know. Might be. Might be. Can you think of something off the cuff? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Number one. Number one favorite for me is a nighttime rendition or session of Silent Night, but from the 40s or 50s. Sounds like it's on a record player. What does nighttime mean? I want it to be nighttime on Christmas Day. <laughs> I want it, I want it to be nighttime on Christmas Eve. evening. Yes. Okay. Okay. Or it could be on Christmas Eve itself. Yes. Okay. At the you know nine p.m. It's dark out. Perhaps it's snowing again. I'm seeing the scene from a Christmas story in my head. Silent night. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love Silent Night. Okay. How about you? Feel like you're going to go a little more poppy than me. <laughs> I mean, I love the traditional songs as well. Yeah. I do really love I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Ooh, very good one. You know, the Bing version. Yeah. But I love that movie as well. And then, you know me, I can never just have one answer. All right. What's your follow-up? Well, I love Santa Baby. Mm -hmm. I know I've mentioned that before. Is this of all time or is it nostalgic? Samantha just said favorite Christmas (laughs) song, not nostalgic. She said songs, right? (laughs) I I love Christmas Waltz by She and Him. That's like a more recent one that I want to listen to all the time. Yeah. And we have that uh, album, don't we? Yeah. Or vinyl. That makes me think of us sitting in the hot tub with the snow falling. Yeah. Because we've listened to that while we were sitting in the hot tub with the snow falling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's magical. (laughs) Also, NSYNC has a great Christmas album, but there is a song that's not actually on that album, but it's a Christmas song called You Don't Have to Be Alone. And I love that song. And it's not a Christmas song? No, it, it is a Christmas song. Did I say it's not a Christmas song? I, I thought that's what you said. It's not but on their Christmas album, like their original Christmas album. I got you. I but got it was you. like a song that came out later. Okay. Love that song so much. There you go. So you've got a list of five. There you go. <laughs> Could have made that a, a part three. Part three. I've probably mentioned all of those songs on one of those first episodes, but. Yeah, you might have. You yeah. might have. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should scroll way back and listen to those two and see see what we said back then. Yeah, because it's been a while. It has. Yeah. But it was very well thought out at the time. (laughs) Yeah, we did put a lot of thought into it. We did. These are off the cuff, you know. Off the cuff, just top of mind. (laughs) Next one's from Terry. What did your first pair of rollerblades slash skates look like? This is fun. Yeah. I never had rollerblades. Like my husband here, but I did have roller skates and I'm pretty sure that the first pair that I had were Cabbage Patch Kids. Ah. They were like a pale yellow with green bottoms and wheels and they had the Cabbage Patch logo on the sides. But I looked up some and they all bring up memories for me that I'm not sure if like I had them or my friends had them. Right. Like the Strawberry Shortcake, Rainbow Bright, Barbie, My Little Pony, Care Bears. They all look really familiar to me. But I know I had those Cabbage Patch Kid ones, yeah. for sure. I was very into Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> yes. Not like I wasn't into all these other things, too. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I had some actual metal roller skates ah. that were in our garage full of stuff, right? And they would have the, you know, the slidey thing for adjustments. Oh, yeah. But the wheels were also metal. They were ridiculous. Oh, weird. They were from like 1922. <laughs> They did not really roll. So it was like you just kind of stepped around on them. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It made me think I will never learn how to skate. 
I almost stopped skating forever. Oh, no. This sounds like an origin story yes. of a skating superstar. Skating superstar. Now, in high school, when I went to public school, I started hanging around with some people that also rollerbladed. Oh. I went and got some Walmart specials. You know, they had like the brakes on the back, the whole deal. They were not meant for aggressive inline skating, but I progressed quite quickly and got to where I didn't need those back brakes. So I, I took those off. They were five wheel skates. So I took out the middle wheel. So I just had four wheels. Oh. So then I could rail slide as well, <laughs> even though I didn't do that all that well. But my first, what I would consider great pair of rollerblades were K2 Fatty Pros. I love that name so much. Yes. And I was actually just looking at buying another pair last year. I've not yet done it. Well, see, you get those and then I'll get some. Do they? you think they make the Cabbage Patch Kids ones in my size now? Probably, right? I would <laughs> think so. That's a yes for me. I'll get a pair of roller skates and a helmet and we'll start practicing in the driveway. Let's do it. Around the house. <laughs> On the living room rug. Okay. Next question is from Danielle. Your favorite Christmas movie. Ooh. Coming out with the big guns here. Yeah. And we also have an episode about that from 2020 that you could scroll back and listen to. This is so hard, again, because I don't remember what my answer was. And that's okay. That was a long time ago. I know. Do you think that this is like of all time, too? Yes. Favorite Christmas movie of all time. Of all time. Well, I can give you a very easy and quick answer. I don't have to put much thought into it. Mine is A Christmas Story. I love A Christmas Story. Yeah. I do too. I do too. Well, it's okay for it to be your answer. Just know, know that you'll be copying me in my answer. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that that one has so much meaning to me. Right. But I guess I would say probably White Christmas. That's a good pick. It's hard because I do. I mean, obviously, you know, like Home Alone and all those and Elf. But I really also love like anything that's British. Like, I love Bridget Jones's diary. Yeah. I would say, though, like on Christmas Day, after we've opened our gifts yeah. or in the build up to it, you want White Christmas on. That's true. I do always save that one for like the day. You do. So I, the day before. I think that's actually your answer. We've sussed it out. <laughs> I think that one gives me the most cozy Christmassy feels. <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Danielle. Thank you. Okay. So this next one was from Melissa. It was more of a statement at first. Most gorgeous couple award. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, Melissa. <laughs> we think we're very cute. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. And then asks, do you have any pets? Uh, we had this question also from MJ1000. Do we have any pets? Yes, we do. We do. We have three pets. All cats. We have kitty fat. We have sketchy. And we have Azazel. That's right. Yeah. Azazel likes to go in and out, and uh, the other two stay inside. Yeah, and Azazel is enormous. She's, She's the biggest cat I have ever owned. She's probably twice the size of our other cats. And, uh, you know, you heard the name of the first cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pete named her Kitty Fat, by the way. This was before we were together. Yes. I just call her Kitty. Yes. She's my baby. She is your baby. Sketchy was named because that is what she is. Like, you better stay on your toes around her or she will get you. She will. But, but she's, she's also very sweet. She is sweet. And she has gotten way more snuggly and cuddly. Yes. The past year or two. Yeah. She was just laying in your lap last night. 
She was. And it's always a, a big event when that happens. So yes. we'll, we'll be like, we'll like hit each other, but try not to disturb her. Be like, look, <laughs> look, she's in my lap. <laughs> she's decided to love. A kitty would be, I could carry her around in a kitty Bjorn. You could. 24-7. Or you do. <laughs> I do. We actually finally got a Bjorn and she loves it. She does. I don't carry her around in it often. No. Because it hurts my shoulder and my back. Well. A little bit. Again. <laughs> she's you, a little heavy. <laughs> you, you've heard her name. Ah, <laughs> uh, but she's so sweet. She could also be named Kitty Fit sometimes too. That's right. She's spry. She's spry. <laughs> Good question from both of you. Thank you. So Laura Ann wants to know where do babies come from? Oh, Laura Ann being cheeky here. Oh, well, <laughs> you see, Laura. Ann. I'll tell you where they come from. Where do they come from? They come from the Cabbage Patch. The Cabbage Patch, and they're flown in by a stork. That's right. Colonel Casey. Colonel Casey flies them right in. Got the little bundle in the beak. After two people have decided, Mr. Stork, we need something from the Cabbage Patch. Or one person. Or one person. It's 2022. That's right. A person has decided that they need something from the Cabbage Patch, and then it flies from the stork. That's right. Great question. Thanks, Laura Ann. <laughs> Next one from Kira. Favorite Christmas stop motion special? No question for me. It's going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Thousand percent. I would agree. That is by far and away my favorite. There was one that was on the other day that was just uh, wild. It was like a That was the one that had the heat, the heat miser. What was that? Um, the Year Without a Santa Claus from 1974. Yeah. That one was, it was interesting. But we, yeah. we were coming in on it in the middle it was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely always been the fave, and I watch it every year. Yeah, I love it as well. Hands down, slam dunk. That's the one for me. Rudolph and Clarice. Yes. We quote them. I'm cute. I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. <laughs> we, we quote it constantly. All right, from Stephanie, any holiday traditions that you have picked up from each other or each other's families? Hmm. I would say the thing that, I've definitely wanted us to carry on is getting new ornaments for each other every year. Like yes. we mentioned before. That's a new one that I did not do previously. Yeah. So that's one I've picked up from you. Hmm. So it's fun. good. Thanks for creating my answer for me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> What's your answer? <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of any. Yeah, we don't have a lot of traditions. Oh, uh, like white elephant, because my family grew exponentially because I've got four siblings who all have Lots kid, of kids. Yeah, kids of their own. <laughs> and so the gift giving list grew quickly. So we have to be selective. Otherwise, we would have no monies yeah. left over. <laughs> yeah, we're not going up there this year, but I know they're drawing names this year. Yes, a very good, good plan. It is a good plan for sure. Um, Anything else? Uh, not really. I mean, it's like it kind of depends on where we are. But, um, you know, my family gets together on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the tradition with your family of the, the Christmas Eve dinner and party. Yeah. Because I used to have that when I was younger in a different form. And it kind of went away for a while. So I, I really do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And coupled with that is my favorite at that party, the singing. <laughs> They do sing every year. They it's do true. Sing. Very musical family. My mom still does our stockings for my sister and me. It's our same stockings we've had since we were kids. Yeah. And she, you know, has since gotten you and my sister's husband stockings and niece and nephew. I love that those things are carried on. One thing I wish that we still did is I used to always get 
cheese balls from my great grandmother. Yeah. And a jar of pickles from my grandfather. Mm. And my mom carried that on after they were gone when we were younger. But then that kind of stopped, mm. which I mean, it's fine. No shade to my mom. It's just that was like something that was very quirky and very much just like our thing, our family's thing. Right. But I know if I got you a jar of pickles now, you would throw them out the window. I mean, I just smashed a jar of pickles yesterday. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. And I would do it again. I will smash it. <laughs> I would do it again. He did. He was going to put a bottle of wine in the fridge. Yeah. And a jar of pickles fell and he had pickle juice all over his all feet and over shoes. over my feet. And I hate pickles. I hate the smell of pickles. They ruined my day. <laughs> I went to check on him because I heard the smash and I thought it was the wine. I was yes, like, you're devastated. I was like, at, the least, wine. at least it wasn't that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's your worst nightmare. Yeah. Poor guy. I had to wash my slippers. <laughs> okay. Let's see. All right. From Samantha, favorite 80s or 90s show? This is another one. We've definitely done a lot of episodes where we've talked about our favorite TV shows. Yeah. So I wanted to still answer your question. But if you want like real thought out answers, you got to scroll back and look for those those episodes. Yeah. My current favorite 80s TV show, I would go with Knight Rider. Oh, and okay. 90s, I would go with Saved by the Bell. All right. Early 90s, I should say. My 90s is easier for me to pick than 80s. 80s, I guess I would say, if I can't say like Kids Incorporated. Why can't you say that? Well, that's not like, I guess I'm thinking of like a sitcom kind of situation. She just said show. You know, Kids Incorporated and Mickey Mouse Club, I loved so much 80s and 90s. Sitcom, I would probably say like Full House. So Full House was 80s and 90s. Yeah. And then 90s, definitely my so-called life, number one. Over Felicity. Yes. My so-called life is probably like my favorite TV show of all time. Okay. Uh, But I did love Felicity Dawson's Creek. You know, I could go on and on. There you go. Beverly Hills 90210. (laughs) (laughs) Got the HMs flowing already. That's right. (laughs) All right. Next up from Kira. Favorite Christmas treat from your childhood. Now, my mom was very good about having this like Christmas tree plate thing she'd bring out with a lot of treats. I would say as a kid, I loved the chocolate-covered cherries from those. Mm. And then eventually I, it would get to where I would get a box of chocolate-covered cherries every Christmas, and I would yeah. devour them. I love them. I don't really like them now. Really? But I loved them back then. Those are my mom's favorite, and usually if I get her some, I grab myself some too, <laughs> which is what I did this year. <laughs> so I can think of three things that my mom always made. One of them is pretty basic. That was probably in lots of people's houses, just fudge. She, yes. always, that, she always oh. made fudge during Christmas time, and I loved it. The other two things, she still makes them, but one of them is chess squares, which is if you've ever had Paula Deen's <laughs> ooey gooey butter cake, yeah. it's pretty much the same recipe but my mom has always made those and they just taste like heaven to me Mm. and she only ever made them at christmas still and the other thing she makes is called potato candy and i've never understood if she uses real potatoes to make this yeah it doesn't taste like potatoes does not it's actually quite delicious so good it becomes like this white candy thing and you put peanut butter on it and roll it up and it's this beautiful roll then she slices them it's delicious it's It's amazing this sweet with peanut butter oh Chef's kiss. Love it. <laughs> Can't wait. Hope she makes it this year, too. Thank you, Kira. Next one from Chris. If y'all could relive a Christmas memory, what would it be? Oh, 
for me, I've got, uh, I'm going to separate them, right? Because I would always have Christmas at my mom's house, Christmas at my dad's house. So for my mom's Christmas, I would go back to when I got the Sega Master System mm -hmm. because it was the ultimate surprise. It was a gift after the gifts had stopped being given. Mm -hmm. Amazing moment. And on my dad's side, it would be, you know, there was probably a stretch of five to seven years where Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house with the whole Tuttle family there. I would go back to any one of those and visit with my family. Yeah. If it could be something that we could go back, like knowing, you know what I mean? Like knowing to really appreciate it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you know, I've mentioned the time where my dad and my uncles came and they were racing their remote control boats on the top of the pool cover right. on Christmas night. I would love to just sit there and watch them do that. Yeah. You know. They're my favorite men besides you, and I just would love to see that. Um, wasn't expecting to cry on this episode. I started to get a little emotional with my, <laughs> my second one. You know, this wasn't when I was a kid, but it was like the one time that we had a white Christmas here, and my dad came and woke me up early. I was an adult, you know, yeah. in my 20s. That I was visiting and woke me up because he didn't want me to miss the snow. Yeah. And then we, we like went and, you know, looked and it was snowing and it snowed all day. And it was kind of sad because in the South, like everything shuts down when it snows, especially when it snows like that. Yeah. So my sister and her family couldn't come over that day. So it was just my parents and me. But I remember sitting in the living room and my parents in the kitchen. I think I've talked about this before, but when they broke out into songs, started singing White Christmas yeah. with each other. And I just remember hearing them and smiling to myself then, you know, and I would love to be able to just have that moment again. Yeah. And then, like, I can't really think of any particular, like, I remember getting toys and stuff, but I don't necessarily remember, like, the actual moment of getting them. I remember a few, right? Like I remember the Sega Master System. Mm -hmm. I remember getting my Ewok Village and how big that box was, like seeing that under the tree yeah. and then scanning and seeing my name was on it. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, what is that? Because it was huge. <laughs> um, and when we got Hungry Hungry Hippos, that was you know yeah. really, really exciting for me and my sister. That's one that we've got a photo of how excited my sister in particular is to have gotten Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah. And we loved that game. So, you know, there was quite a few very memorable gifts for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Always to like coming back from our family Christmas party or if we had it at our house, but like just that time of like setting out the milk and cookies and I would sleep with my sister and my dad would read the night before Christmas to us. It just all felt so because it was so unique and so magical. And oh, then, yeah. And then waking up Christmas morning and just that feeling of excitement oh. is the best. And it was always so tough. I could never fall asleep Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And then I would wake. I mean, I'd be up at 6 a.m. I would think Christmas I would Day. hear sounds on the roof. Yeah. I, be, I was listening for Santa for sure. I would always see Rudolph up in the sky yeah. because I would see that blinking red nose every Christmas. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you. So Kira has another question for us. This one, <laughs> we got to try to not go too into detail with this because we'll be here all day. We would be. But she asked, how did you guys get back together after your 14 year split? <laughs> Uh, also, who was your favorite hologram? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then I have to say that Mary also said, I'd love to hear more about your story. It sounds so cute and romantic. So let's do the hologram one first because that's hologram. easier, I think. All right. It's got to be a hologram or just somebody on the show. Oh, well, it's got to be a hologram. The misfits are not holograms. <sighs> Mine's always a misfit. <laughs> I am not just a misfit. <laughs> 
Mine is Rhea, the drummer. She's got the pink hair and yeah, she crushed it. So if I've got to pick a hologram <laughs> on the good side of things, I'm going with Rhea. Okay. You know, I never thought about this. I'm actually surprised that they let another character have pink hair and yeah. not like aside from Jem. Mm, that's true. But anyway, I think the obvious for me would be Jem because I just love Jem so much. But if I couldn't pick Jem. Yeah, because she's. You know. It's hard because I, I always loved Kimber. That was her sister. Shayna was the coolest and she's a fashion designer. Yes. I always really liked Aja, although Aja was kind of mysterious, but I really liked her blue hair. I love them all. Oh, no. You've got to pick one. I'm just going to say Jem. No. Jem's- it's Jem and the holograms. But Jem is a hologram. No. She is a hologram. Can I just pick Synergy? <laughs> all right. Go with Synergy. Take the easy it's way It's so out. hard to choose them all. Oh. I'll go with Shayna. Shayna. I like it. Good pick. Because I like that she always designed the coolest clothes for them. And I really loved the color purple when I was a kid. I still do now. Yeah. So it's Shayna. All right. You've chosen. And to the first question. So we fell out of contact because I'd gotten in another relationship and gotten married. And then I got a divorce. And after that, you were home for Christmas. Yeah, I held off on seeing him for a while. I wanted to make sure things were official. And I was also self-sabotaging. I was was afraid. I was afraid it wouldn't go well, and I was afraid it would go well, if that makes any sense. So we had talked about meeting up in September, but then we had a little rough patch in uh, November of that year. We did. Almost, I mean, we kind of stopped talking a little bit and then almost considered not seeing each other. But- I reached out and we made plans to go on a date. Well, you know what's funny is I wasn't going to see you. Right. When I was home. Yeah. Because I was mad at you at you that were. point. We actually, I think, were more tumultuous before we saw each other again than we ever have been after. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and that's more just because of like insecurities and sure. fear. But I wasn't going to see you. And then I got in a fight with my sister (laughs) and I was pissed and I was like, I just need to go do something. And, you know, I'm home. Yeah. So I was like, fine. Drive uh, an hour and a half and come (laughs) come pick me up. (laughs) So, yeah, we we hung out. And let's see, I guess when I first came to pick you up, it was raining. It was raining. It was cold. Raining and cold. It was December. And so you have a very steep driveway. Yes. So I got my umbrella and I, I walked up the driveway. And how did that feel since you had walked up that driveway, but it had been a long time, long even time. longer than 14 years at that yeah, point? Like yeah, like 15 or 16 years. I think. Right. That was something else, right? Like making that drive and going down that street, which looked familiar, but different. Yeah. Right. And then pulling up like your house had changed drastically, but it was still like, it was a pretty big moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was... I get nervous sometimes, but usually I can kind of hold it together. I was really nervous. Didn't you have to pull point. over somewhere? I did, like yeah. Like at the gas station before you got to me? Yeah, I had to pull over and compose myself. I started to get, a, you know, a little emotional. Oh. But yeah, I, I pulled up there. I grabbed the umbrella. I walked up to get you. We met in the driveway. We met in the driveway. And it was instant. It was. He kissed me. I did. <laughs> it was <laughs> You had it coming. <laughs> you had it coming. <laughs> She had it coming. Whoa, it's been so long since you've been able to break out in that song. I know. Whoa. There was a while there where you were doing that on back-to-back episodes. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bring it back. (laughs) But yes, it was instant attraction, both mentally and physically at that point. Yeah. It all came together and it was real. You know, I couldn't believe it. I definitely thought 
you were the one that got away. It was never going to happen again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like we moved on and we did. But yeah, I mean, the timing was finally right. It was. And we gave it a shot. Yeah. It took a while, though. I mean, it was still a little difficult because I lived in Florida and he lived in Tennessee. So we had to do the long distance thing. Yeah. And that was a nine hour drive to come see us. So I I came down to visit a few times. I came up here a few times. You came up here a few times and we made it work. And then that next summer. In August. August. I moved up here. Moved up here. And that's all she wrote. The rest is history. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good question. Thank you for asking. Yeah, both Kira and Mary. Yes. All right. Next up is from Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn asked, how long have you been together? And then she said, love your podcast. Well, Thanks, thank you. Marilyn. Yeah. So we've been together. Well, that night was December 22nd, 2013. 2013. So it'll be nine years. Nine years in a couple of weeks. Yes. And we've been married for four years. Four years, yes. A little, little over four. Yeah. Next up. Next up from Kelly. What was the best gift that you gave each other? Oh. Oh. I just spoke about this, but I mean, I think the best gift I've ever gotten from you, aside from my engagement ring (laughs) (laughs) is the barbie dream house yeah you just gave me that for my birthday and it was magical i've never cried i cried more over the barbie dream house than i did when you proposed yeah you did. that doesn't mean that it wasn't important or special i think i just didn't lose it like that yeah i think i was just more like excited (laughs) i don't know let's see you've given me a lot of great gifts let's see here Okay, I'm going to go with a particular one. It's a smaller one, right? But you got me this coloring book that was from 1983, I believe. But it was one that I had as a kid. as a Star Wars coloring book. It was Return of the Jedi. And it was such a rush of nostalgia to open that up and to see the uncolored pictures mm. and to be able to picture how I had colored them back in the day. Like that was... It was an amazing gift. <laughs> I haven't since colored it, but yeah. I've considered it. That's a tough one. Yeah. Maybe you could pick like a page to color or a couple pages to color. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There are so many though. I mean, like you gave me my gem doll and gem and Rio, you know, in the box, Rainbow Bright, Care Bears. Yeah. The list goes on and on. All the Barbies that I wanted back in my life. Right. All the nostalgic stuff we give each other just means so much because they're always something that meant something to us when we were kids. Yeah. You know. You also remember one year you got me a really good DSLR and a GoPro. Yeah. It's quite the banner year. I love that GoPro. It's kind of hard for me to remember like the gifts before we started buying toys for each other. I know. They, all I can think of are the toys. <laughs> I know. There, there were a lot of really great, like nice gifts. Yeah. I mean, you've bought me like, you know, you surprised me. Well, you kind of spoiled the surprise when we were going to see Adele at Madison yes. Square Garden. Yeah. That was meant to be given to me, I think, on Christmas Day. Right. But you ended up telling me early. I'm not a very good surpriser or holder of surprises (laughs) uh, or the information. It's very, it's a a big struggle for me. (laughs) What about swears? I would think swears would be the best gift I gave you because you use it every single day. Swears has been the most warm and cozy gift ever. It's a blanket. It's a blanket who has swear words written all over it. (laughs) And I've named it swears 
and I sleep with it. And when we sit out on the couch, I've got it with me. And we talk about swears as if swears is a person. We do. Yes. So like, do you need swears? Do you want me to go get swears? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe you're right. Maybe swears is the best gift The ever. gift that keeps on giving. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to also mention you got me Grayskull. It's the new version of Grayskull, but it looks just like it did back in the day. That's mm-hmm. not one that I had because, you know, reasons, but I love having it now. <laughs> you got me the Cobra Rattler, which is incredible. So yeah, there's quite a few. So many. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what we give each other for Christmas. Oh my goodness. We'll have to report back. We will. All right. From Jesse, have you had something nostalgic hit you so hard out of the blue it brought you to tears? I mean, the Barbie Dreamhouse brought you to tears. That is true. And I definitely didn't expect that reaction. Yeah. To just like sob for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Sobbed for a long time over that. We've both been brought to tears in different ways for some movies that we've watched or, you know, movie moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most of the ones that make me cry, you know, like remind me of my dad. Yeah. But I'm trying to think if there's been anything else. I know that I went through a little phase where I was converting VHS tapes to digital and they were some of my like high school home videos Yeah, that I wasn't expecting to feel emotional, but I did feel emotional partly because it made me feel like what happened to that girl because I was like Mm. seeing myself being very confident and very like, I don't know, there's just it's kind of weird to see video of yourself so much younger. Right. And you feel like you don't even know that person anymore Mm -hmm. in a way. So it was almost like it. I don't know. Maybe it took me to a little bit of a darker place at that moment. But then also I felt sad because like these people that I was friends with in high school. I mean, some of those people I was friends with, you know, growing up as well, were such a big part of my life for such a uh, some of them such a long time. And some just, you know, high school just four years, you know. And that was like my whole world was wrapped up in that. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like that realization that those friendships didn't carry on. Not that I don't still care about those people, but I don't spend time with them now. Right. So it did make me feel sad that I let those things, you know, fade away. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the only thing I can really think of. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question, Jesse. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. I, I guess I wish I had a better answer, but I don't know. It's all I got. It's all we got. Next one up from Joanna. Joanna. The famous Joanna. What kind of cookies did you leave out for Santa when you were younger? For me, it was always sugar cookies that we made and decorated. Same for me. Yeah. You made them too? Oh, yeah. And I loved decorating cookies yeah, so much. Yeah, that was always much. such an event. Oh, yeah. We always say we're going to do that and we don't. I know. We need to really do it this year. I just want to sneak a whole bunch of icing. That's what I would do back then too. <laughs> well, you're and an then adult a, now. I use that same knife. <laughs> to decorate the cookie. Tell the truth. When you what? made my birthday cake two weeks ago, yeah. how much icing did you eat? Oh, quite a bit. I was feeling like it was a little thin. Oh, well, not probably enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did uh, eat some icing. <laughs> You're like, quite a bit. <laughs> All right. Next question is from John. Did you ever sneak a peek at what was under the wrapping? He says, I did. It was a Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, wow. What a spoiler to get there. Yeah. So not after it was wrapped. I was never quite so bold, but I feel like we've talked about this previously, but my sister and I did spoil ourselves a couple times, right? Like we found out where the gifts were and we went and peeked mm-hmm. once at my dad's house and probably just once at my mom's house. 
So yeah, but we happened to do it the year at my dad's house when it was like a banner Christmas. It was a huge amount of gifts that year. So I unfortunately got spoiled on a lot of stuff. <laughs> like my mask volcano truck is one that I remember seeing there, but I was actually disappointed. Yeah. Uh, did because it take I knew. away? Oh, yes. Yeah. Did it was your, not worth it. Did your dad know? I feel like I've asked you this. No, did I don't think he fake knew. it? Yeah, yeah. We just faked it. Oh, he probably could tell. And he he was could like, tell. Oh, yeah, that's un- it. These ungrateful kids. Now you get a card, <laughs> a nice card. <laughs> For me, I don't feel like I ever did that. You were too much of a good girl to I do that. I was always afraid of getting caught, but also I don't like being spoiled on stuff. No, you don't. To this day, I don't. Now, did you know where your parents kept the gifts? Yes. So you did know where they were? Yeah, they were in my mom's closet. Oh, really? But, I mean, maybe not all of them, but I know that she kept some in there because I know I was not allowed to go in there. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. you were just a good girl. I like it. Yeah. You know what? Mary Beth actually sent me this the other day, but Lindsay Price, which I follow her, but I missed the post. She had posted, I think it was her birthday, and I don't know who gave it to her. It was either her brother or her husband gave her a Western Barbie from the 80s. She, in the captions, tells the story of finding it. I don't know if she was, I can't remember if she was sneaking or she just happened upon it, but she spoiled herself. She found it. No, oh, she found it and got so excited. She opened it and played with it (gasps) and then put it back. Whoa. Thinking that her parents wouldn't know. And they did. (laughs) They did? And she got in trouble. Well, and she never got it. (gasps) Wow. Never got it. Ever? Ever. And so her emotions in that picture when she gets it, like you could tell she was crying. Well, she got that gift. <laughs> and I was like, wow. That's heavy. Because it was just always this gift that she wanted and probably beat herself up because she had done that <laughs> and, you know, ruined it for herself. Yeah. And you think about it, too. It's like we were just rewatching 8-Bit Christmas, where part of that is somebody doesn't get a gift that they'd wanted. Mm-hmm. But there's such limited windows to where you really want and would appreciate something, at least back in that time. Mm-hmm. If you never got it, getting it now is sometimes just as amazing. Like, you know, the the Castle Grayskull that you got me. I never got one when I was younger. Always was hoping that it would be what I opened and it never was. Mm -hmm. So that feeling when I opened that gift and seeing that, you know, the Grayskull itself was incredible. So I I know. Those emotions just take over. I guess it just brings out the inner child. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. And our last question from Jade. Favorite childhood tradition you still do today? Hmm. A Christmas tradition? I guess so. I, I don't know that I have any that have carried over. I mean, I guess when we go to visit my family for Christmas and we have Christmas over at my mom's house, a tradition that we would do because the family was so big and this is kind of the way your family does it too, but all the gifts would be under the tree and then we would name someone Santa for that Christmas and they would have to go and create the gift piles for each person. Yes. So they'd keep, you know, bringing everything over there and then everybody would commence with the chaotic opening of the gifts. (laughs) And so when I go home to New York for Christmas with you, I do enjoy that part of Christmas at my mother's house. Yes. I remember the first year I went, I was like, what? Because there were so many gifts for everyone, even me. And I was new. Right. And we were just dating still at that point. There's like 20 people opening gifts all at once. Yeah. And for me, I have a small immediate family. And to where like we did the thing where somebody was Santa and would pass out the gifts, but we opened gifts one at a time and everybody watched everybody open their gifts because we like to stretch it out, you know, and you could because it was not a lot of people. But when you have that many people, I understand you can't all 
watch one person at a time. You'd be there for three days. Yeah, exactly. You know? But I just remember feeling like there was just paper flying everywhere and so much noise and people being like, oh, yay, oh, you know. <laughs> And you couldn't, you know, you'd randomly see what certain people got, but then you'd also be focused on opening what you got. And then yes. you, for me being new, I felt like I wanted to make sure I made eye contact with whoever the, gave you the gift, whoever gave me a gift every time to say thank you. You yeah, know, you're like, was, thank you. It was, but then it's like you feel like that's not enough, you know, to just say thank you from across the room. Like, I, I, don't know. I could see how that would be uncomfortable, but it's like it's the best you can do in that type of scenario. Yeah. Right. Yes. That is a lot of fun. I would say, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's something that like I make sure I do every year still that I did as a kid. I mean, we do stockings for each other. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people do that though. Right. And that's okay though. Yeah. You do have your uh, Christmas Eve family get together. Yeah. And you've done that for a very long time. Yeah. My whole life. Your whole life. I guess that's really it as far as, you know, I guess I could start making you read a night before Christmas to me before bed on Christmas Eve. I would do it. Get some milk and cookies. I know you would do that. (laughs) I'll leave that out for Santa. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I like it. Thanks, Jade. Yeah, thank you, Jade. Thank you, everybody. Yes, these were amazing questions. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll have to do this again later on. So we hope you all are still continuing to enjoy your holidays, having a good old time. Make sure to come find us on social media. Make sure to listen for outtakes on all of these episodes. Don't forget. Don't forget. Stay till the end. Right. Come to our merch shop. Yes. Buy some shirts, some hoodies, some, I don't know, phone cases. (laughs) Message us on Instagram and tell us if you want the Christmas peanut butter sweatshirt. (laughs) Because I will make it. If there's enough votes, it'll be the new design. <laughs> I want one with a picture of Cricket, the doll, in her doctor's outfit. <laughs> I think she's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Again, if you uh, didn't listen to, I think that was the Gremlins re-release. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things that's ever happened on the show, I think. I don't know that I've ever laughed more while <laughs> recording this show than we did there. It was so good. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all, as always, for being here. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You may have had, like, Paula Deen's ooey-booey gutter cake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ooey-gooey butter cake. Yeah. (laughs) Not gutter cake. Um, If you've ever had Paula Deen's ooey-booey... I did it again. (laughs) Gutter cake. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.